And that's not true, because you live on there. <laughs> and welcome to another episode of the Dynasty Trades HQ Podcast. My name is Michael Sipes. You can find me on Twitter, at FFBlitz. And I'm here with my partner... Wait a second. With one of my regular partners, Shane Manila. That Shane is the worst, and uh, Jeremy's not with us, so we had to get another person from uh, that... Oh, I, don't, I was about to say, that's a horrible thing to say. From that terrible state of Ohio. I was going to say one of your, uh, like you're one of my partners and one of your other partners on another show, Scott. <laughs> Scott, Scott Connor. Connor. But I don't know. Do you guys want to talk about that other show or, or what do you guys want to talk about? I mean, about that? <laughs> me and Scott, uh, longtime co-hosts of Manic and Chill on uh, the DLF YouTube channel. Go check that out. Um, I think we last put out an episode in 2021. Sound about right. <laughs> I, I think we did a couple in 2022, <laughs> but honestly, if we brought it back, it probably would not be brought back under that handle. It would be something different in a different realm, in a different world, probably yeah. a different, different life, but never say never, never say never, never say never. <laughs> But he is currently my co-host, uh, one of my co-hosts uh, in Dynasty Trades in 5, our YouTube stream. Uh-huh. Uh, well, it's not just a stream. We also do a show with Clay, Clay Pandemic. Uh, <laughs> we have so I'll much going on. <laughs> I'm going to say this. I, I probably, other than my wife, but I don't even know about my wife because we have different schedules and she works when I don't work and I work when she doesn't work. I spend more time in a week with Shane than anybody else. <laughs> It, it, no joke. If yeah. you're talking like how many hours we spend on StreamYard, it's probably at least 10% of the week, if not more. It's a committed so, relationship. <laughs> I was going to say, you know, it's funny. Shane and, and, and Jeremy and I mentioned the other day, you know, we've been doing the show now for over five years and we're together every single week. But we're together every single week just for that one or two hours at a time. And that's it. But I will say the name Shane brings up the most whenever he's talking about things is you, Scott. Like we'll be talking about something and Shane will be, well, Scott said this. Oh, yeah. Scott and I were talking about this today. Oh, yeah. I was talking to Scott yesterday. Like your name is brought up more than anybody else whenever I'm talking to Shane about people. It's like Scott said that, right? Like he probably talks to me more than his wife. If I had an actual significant other longer than two months at a time. Um, I'd still talk to Scott more than them because, you know, we do Dynasty Trades in five. We do uh, we record one show a week. We do one live stream during the off season, two live streams in, in, during the regular season. And then we do, I don't know, roster reviews somewhere in the neighborhood of five out of seven days. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's the thing. The roster reviews. We are spending probably two hours a day doing the roster reviews. And a lot of that is. You know, that's not that's two hours of like actual content versus wow. like three hours of just bullshitting. So <laughs> it, it is it is a lot. But you know what? I I, I think I'm thankful for every minute of it. Oh, and where, and where else can we find you, Scott, when I'm not co-hosting a show? with you? <laughs> Yeah, when you're not with Shane, where else? Are you? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Twitter, which is at a shit show. But now it, it's fun every once in a while. But. I think I've kind of gotten to the point where you want to avoid Twitter because then you just get down rabbit holes and waste time. Yeah. Uh, I will say the only thing I will plug is I, I do do the Destination Dynasty show on Destination Debbie. So that's every Sunday night. 
And then I do do America's Game on Destination Debbie. So I have two podcasts that I do over there. One releases on Saturdays, one releases on Mondays. So that's where you can find anything else that I do. That's cool. So actually, you guys are coming off of doing something tonight, actually. You know, we were waiting. I was waiting for both of you guys because you were doing... I see Shane laughing. You guys are doing something before tonight, but what was it that you guys were doing and uh, how did it go? Even though I already know. <laughs> so one of my other co-hosts, this is uh-huh. uh, Gator J, uh, Chase Intervention and Jacob the Canadian um, for Fantasy Intervention. We did a mock draft um, and Scott was good enough to join. And then uh once I knew Jeremy was off tonight, I was like, hey, well, Scott's already going to be with me for the mock draft. Might as well just bring him on this show, too, because he doesn't get enough of me. <laughs> uh, the mock draft went horrible because there were several people that auto-drafted. Uh, someone took a Christian McCaffrey at 103 in a super flex fucking dynasty draft, <laughs> which is just ridiculous. They immediately screwed up the draft. I don't know who that person was, but if I could find them, I would throw things at them. Oh, I thought you, when you said that to me, I thought you were saying the auto draft took Christian McCaffrey at one. It did. But the reason that the auto draft did is because someone was supposed to be drafting and they disappeared. Oh, I thought you were saying that no, just somebody wasn't there. So it, it, it picked that and then it all went downhill. Yeah. It's kind of hard to yeah. do a mock draft when you have uh auto drafting on some of the positions, but, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we're going to have some mock drafts coming up, but I think pretty much our mock drafts, at least in the next month, there's are going to be rookie stuff, you know, because we're getting close to, well, we are in the off season getting close to rookie time and, oh, and MFL flipped over yesterday, right? <laughs> I did. I got to go in and switch over all the HQ leagues. Yes. Yeah. Scott did ask me if any of the HQ leagues have been switched over yet. I, I know that they had not um, because I don't have commissioner abilities. Or <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. If you had the abilities, you would have done it last night. I'm sure. No, I didn't get a chance to do it last night, but I'm going to do it tonight. <laughs> Scott shaking his head. I'm going to do well, it tonight I, after the show. I know Shane is not, uh, he, he's not a commissioner. No. And you probably don't want him to have commissioner access. Although there have been a couple times in the sleeper leagues where we needed like something very basic and he can try to help. Uh-huh. Yeah. But I, I will say this, the MFL, I, I give MFL props. We shit on MFL a lot because it feels like they're falling behind and, and further behind and further behind there. Like you go in your closet and you realize you have that, polo shirt that's 20 years old and for some reason you're still wearing it but you're still playing fantasy on mfl yeah hey it's gotten better though it's gotten better that the rollover this year is easy it's really five easy steps i did like six leagues within 15 minutes as long as you have the draft order posted somewhere and you can just look at it and set it that's the hardest part so yeah i'll give them props because otherwise they're 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 probably going to be gone in five years if they don't step it up just so I'm clear, uh, when you roll the league over, MFL doesn't automatically s- convert the draft picks? No, what it they does... Do. You, you have to set the order, and then you import the picks, and then it's good. Right. You set the, you you manually set the order based on what it's supposed to be, and then there's a button that says uh, convert all trades and all that stuff, and then oh, it okay, does that. Okay, okay. So the, the commissioner I, doesn't do it. I don't know, and I am a commissioner in the sleeper leagues as well as I am in the MFL leagues, but I don't know if in the sleeper leagues if you have to do that or if you just – it automatically does it. Yeah, I feel well, like it automatically does it on sleep. Both you have to set the draft order, and then the only difference in MFL is the picks. You have to hit import draft picks, and essentially any pick that is assigned to you will just convert over to that team. So yeah. it's, it, it's real simple, but I, they've shortened it. The last couple of years, you had to do more steps. This year, 
It's very easy. Unless you're doing a Devi league or a league where there's a bunch of extra twists you have to do, like it's not that bad. So mm-hmm. I'll give them props for making it a little more user-friendly. That's cool. Look, I've been I've been using it now for over a decade, and I'm always happy with it. I have about ten leagues I have to flip over, Scott. Not like I said, I'll probably do them tonight. But one thing that I did do, like you just mentioned, on every one of the leagues, it's right there, posted at the top of the page. I've already told the draft order to everybody as soon as the fantasy bowls were over, so that way everybody has an idea of where their picks are. So you're right. That's really the only thing I got to do is import that, and it. It does it all. It's pretty good. Um, and then there's going to be a lot of leagues, like with Shane, a lot of the listener leagues at least, where some of the rosters are not correct and people are going to have to get their roster correct. Um, and Shane will have way less than the minimum, so he'll have to get it correct too. So, so right, hey. Can you flip over those leagues? I want to make some trades. I just told you I'm going to do that, it. That's what I wanted to ask you guys about. You're do you think this is... Is the psychology different once it gets flipped over and that random first becomes the 110? Did you feel more confident just going through and spamming trades at that point because it's like the other people can actually see what the picks are? Like it's like a relief. Like it's been lifted off my shoulders. Yeah, I know me, right? Someone sends me an offer and I'm like, oh, it's 23 first. And I'm like, I'm not looking that up. And especially if uh, the commissioner doesn't have the, the, the draft order in the uh what do you call that the message board yeah like i'm not going to figure that out yeah i'm not hitting standings <laughs> then opening up a second screen and trying to figure out like i'm just like nope we're not making a deal like it's just not gonna happen like we've been in the group me chat plenty of times where people have sent me offers and they're like shane hit accept and i'm like i don't know what pick that is and they just tell me they're like it's 105 and i'm like oh, okay yeah i'll take that See, and I love that. I, I actually think, like you say, Scott, there's a different psychology about it before the leagues flip over and when they don't. Some people, like Shane, you can say that all you want, but I don't really believe you. I think you do look because there's a lot of things that you're not going to do half-assed, even though you kind of pretend that you do. But I do think that there are a lot of people that won't take the time to look at it. And sometimes you could get a trade done that maybe you wouldn't have gotten done if the number said 1.03 as opposed to Shane's pick. You know, it, it, Sometimes people look at things differently. I think you're right, though. Once it's flipped over and you definitely see that number, it makes a difference in a lot of people's heads. Yeah. And I think it's kind of cool that way. You can get some deals done prior to the flip over that you may not have been able to get done after the flip over, even though you already know the numbers, but some of the other people just don't bother to look it up. I think people are just too lazy. I got to be honest with you. I think most people are just like, I'm not doing this. (laughs) So I'll say this when I start, like, you know, I'll just go out and I'll start spamming trades. I noticed that I offer picks for, or not picks, but I, I, I get bored or not bored, but like I get tired of doing it after like four leagues of yeah. trying to figure out what pick, you know what I mean? So by like whatever's in that on the MFL table, whatever gets to like by the sixth league, I'm like, yeah, that's it. I'm done. I'm not trying to figure out all these picks. See, I think I do it. I, uh, as the commissioner, I try to put it there at the top of every uh, page right after the fantasy bowl, just so people do have that easier access to it where they don't really have to figure out much. It's right there on, on the front page. Um, so it doesn't, th- that way people aren't like using that as an excuse, but I think you're right. There are people lazy about it, but it, 
it is going to be cool once this happens. Usually, I know at least in my home league, the moment we flip over, like a crap ton of trades are done that week. <laughs> you know, once that once those numbers are in people's faces, they start jumping all over it, you know? Yeah, I sent out a bunch today on the leagues that got flipped over. That was the first time I've actually like aggressively gone in and said, okay, I have the 109 here. Because I actually keep a spreadsheet where I track everything, but I even had to go in and correct a couple because it was like, I thought it was the 110, it's really the 109. I thought it was the 112, it's really the 111. So I did make some trades today just because I could see the pick. I'm like, oh, every 109 or 110, I looked at about 15 leagues today, every 109, 110, or 111, or 112, I just spammed for 24 first. Oh, wow. Just because I'm like, okay, it's officially the 109, 110, 111, 112, See, let's see if I can get any of those deals. None happened yet, but it, it just felt easier with the pick right in front of me. That's cool. You know, uh, you mentioned that you flipped over some as a commissioner. And like I said, I have some to do tonight. I know two of my leagues that I'm not the commissioner of, they both rolled over this morning. And one of them I saw like he immediately got a bunch of responses from people that the picks were wrong. And um, the commissioner had to go in there and he figured out that he had inputted something wrong and then the trades got all messed up. So he went in there and fixed it. So well, you as a commissioner, are you, uh, I know me, I'm very anal. I don't push that button till I know for sure it's exactly correct. But are you really careful about doing that too? Well, you can reverse it. So it isn't like, it, it's not like you've made a grave mistake if you right. do it, but I rolled ours over, set the draft order, inputted the picks, set up the waivers. If they're going to run, I set up to when it was going to start the time and all that. So most of our leagues runs waivers like once a week through the off season. And so I set that up. Then I just posted in the message chat, like it's rolled over. Look at the draft order. Make sure your roster's right. If shit's wrong and you don't tell me it might be too late. So, <laughs> I mean, I, you got to put it on the manager, right? Like they should right. be linking up to the new league if they knew they had two first rounders, go in there, make sure they have two first rounders. If you think they, they're wrong or in the wrong order, or I'm sure there's going to be something where I set it as whatever the standings was and someone goes back and says, oh, it should have been potential points or you know something like that. But the manager's got to catch that. Yeah. You know, if you don't catch it and you're missing a first round pick or something, at some point it might be too late, but we may change it later on. But I, I'm not going to go and, and make sure everybody's roster is right. That's kind of on you. Yeah. I kind of think it's like terrorism. Like if you see something, say something. I'm counting on everyone else in the league. <laughs> if they see something, they'll say something. And then uh, I'll be fine. Um, so I'm just hoping my other 10, 10 or 11 league mates, or, you know, 10 to 13 league mates, 15 in one league, um, besides the commissioner. Uh, guys, make sure you're checking because I'm not going to know. I'm not going to check. And I'm even the commissioner in like six of those leagues, seven, eight, nine God. of those leagues. Those leagues I'm a commissioner have to in 10 of those leagues, and there's no chance of me actually having any idea if any of the picks are correct. <laughs> Shane is like, have to have everyone, <laughs> everyone needs to pull their weight evenly. But, but, but not me, though. I'm not going to pull my weight, but all the other 11 people need to pull theirs just so I don't get screwed. Well, I know I'm just, I'm really anal about it, and I double and triple check everything, but I do do what you say, Scott. I tell everybody it's flipped over. Go take a look at it. Let me know if there's any problems. I don't say you're shit out of luck if there is and you miss it, but <laughs> I do say let, let me know if there's a problem. But yeah, I, I don't know. I always like this time. It's always fun. So Shane, did we have any news here? And if we did, I believe it's brought to them by Dynasty Nerds, right? 
uh, yeah, Dynasty Nerds. Sign up for Dynasty Nerds. Use uh, our promo code, which is uh, TradesHQ. Save 15% on any Dynasty Nerds membership. If you're saving 15%, you might as well just go get the most expensive membership they have. Um, yeah. Get the Cadillac of uh, memberships. Get the Nerd Herd and the Dynasty GM tool and all that good stuff. So sign up using TradesHQ as the promo code, uh, Nerds. So, yeah, we've got news. Yeah. Um, let's see. One piece of news. The Chiefs. Mm-hmm. That's correct. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's Wait, it. now I got to mark it. that down. News. That's the news. You know, I was thinking about you. <laughs> I sent you a message when it happened, I'm sure. But I know you told me prior to the game you were going to be out at bars in Philly. What was it like <laughs> where you I don't were? Know, I was out. I was at my buddy's. Um, oh, you went to a friend's house? She didn't go? I thought you said you were going to a bar with your friends. No, I went to a buddy's. I'll, I'll tell you what, the first half, a lot of fun. A lot of fun. <laughs> Jeez, just, it was just great. Uh, it was wonderful. Second half, not so much. The last uh, five minutes or so of the game, really not fun. Like, uh, my buddy has like four different TVs in like three different areas of his house, including the basement and outside deck. And, you know, like some people are watching downstairs in the basement. I'm like, I can't do this. I go upstairs and I'm watching it on the outside deck by myself, just smoking a cigarette, hoping that Patrick Mahomes will fall over and drop the ball or Jackson Mahomes will run on the field and something, <laughs> you know, do it something will happen. Maybe Brittany Mahomes will run on the field and then, you know, and then uh, they lost. And then uh, I took off work the next day and uh, then I got over it. <laughs> Did a lot of people take off work the next day in Philly? <laughs> uh, well, I know my particular uh, place of business. I did ask my uh, uh, my manager who's underneath me. I asked her, I was like, what was it like on Monday? Um, she was like, "Like it was so quiet. And she was like, "Like half the people weren't here. I was like, yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Was there any damage or anything around your house or near your neighborhood? No, we don't. See, this is, people get this confused. Philadelphia doesn't riot out of anger generally. Only when you win, sport. you mean? Yeah, when we win, we like to riot um, and just have a good time. But when we lose, we kind of just like to go home and call WIP and uh, complain. But we don't like we don't like to go out and riot when we win. That's just, or excuse me, when we lose. That's just that's expected. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're, we're Philadelphia. We're different than that. You know, so we do it when you don't expect it. You're like, oh, you guys won. You must be so happy. And we're like, yeah. Now we're gonna go set this store on fire. And you're like, I don't understand how that works. And we're like, you. And we hit them with a battery. It was funny seeing the people uh, greasing up the poles before the game. Um, Scott, did you care one way or the other? Oh man. Still, I was. I felt how Shane felt after the Bengals lost to the Chiefs. Yeah. I kind of was a little salty. Like, I, I didn't want to root for the Chiefs. I hated them for a short period of time, especially. Like, both games were mired with some controversy with the officials. And I think Shane and I are both kind of wired the same way where we're not going to just be like, it was all the refs' fault. They screwed us. Like, yeah, sure, that's going to be said. But there's a lot of plays that happen. You know, there were... You know, James Bradbury admitted that he committed a penalty. Now, should they have called it? That's a different debate. But it was the same thing in the Bengals game. Like, it was a clear personal foul. So, I mean, what are you supposed to do? Say, you shouldn't call it to decide a game, or there were other calls prior that didn't go their way. So, I didn't want to root for the Chiefs, but it wasn't because I don't like the Chiefs or I like the Eagles. I was more looking at it from the angle of, this was the year the Chiefs were supposed to not win it. Yeah. Mm. 
This was the year they were paying their quarterback $46 million against the cap where my team and Shane team has a cheap quarterback, right? And a lot of weapons and a team that has a lot of good players that we're going to lose some players and potentially lose some coaches. I mean, Shane's going to lose both coordinators. Both Bengals coordinators were in the mix to be poached. So, like, this was the year for these teams with rookie quarterback contracts to beat the Chiefs. The Chiefs lose Tyreek Hill. They have to rebuild their defense on the fly. They're paying Patrick Mahomes over $45 million towards the cap, and they still win the f-ing Super Bowl. <laughs> that's, that's what I think I'm a little salty at because, honestly, you look at the Chiefs and you're like, man, they, they honestly can probably get better. Yeah. yeah I, they won <laughs> and, with, and our teams are going to probably get a little worse. <laughs> so. with their, their best receiver was obviously taking Travis Kelsey out of it, right? He's out of worldly, uh, pretty natural. I don't know if that's the term, but I'll just use it. Um, their best receiver, best, uh, I guess, Juju? This is the team that won with the positional advantage at tight end, the positional advantage yeah. at quarterback, a good roster construction, a.k.a. the way they built the team, and then yeah. a bunch of wide receiver fours. <laughs> and and did- running back... Running back threes, they they won with a zero RB and zero wide receiver approach. That kind of sounds like some of the Patriots winning <laughs> Super Bowls. You know, Tom Brady, Gronk, and then some wide receivers that you don't really yeah. care that much about, you know? And, and that's why it's scary because you're literally sitting here going like, my team has a very good quarterback, but they may never win. Hmm. They may they may be in the mix six for of the next eight years and never win. Yeah. At least Shane's in the other conference, which apparently is not allowed to have any good quarterbacks, <laughs> but still like you still have to go through the chiefs. If you're going to want to win the championship. So it, it, it is, it was a little depressing from that regard to where if like the Eagles would have won, I think you could probably say there's a little more parody, but the chiefs won. And I, I honestly think the chiefs just continue to either stay what they were or get better. And apparently no one wants their offensive coordinator because he, he's not any good. So he's going to be back with the chiefs. Their defensive coordinator has been around forever. Yeah, uh, spe- but, and, and he's perfect for that. Role. But he's good he because that. he's, he's not chasing a head coaching job where he, I mean, he's probably content with where he is because he's been around and he's had numerous opportunities before. So, I don't know. It just feels like, honestly, the, the best hope when I saw the Chiefs kick the game-winning field goal was maybe Andy Reid will finally retire because he's done everything possible. But then after about 15 minutes, he realized, wait a second, I have Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. I'm just <laughs> going to keep coaching because I may luck. I may earn, I don't want to say luck, but I may literally stumble into like three more no, no, titles. No. It's it stumble. That fat yeah. piece of shit. Um, <laughs> Is not a good coach. He's not a good human being. Um, he's, he's terrible in the the progressive commercial with Jake from State Farm. It is really whatever. bad that State drawing Park. on the mast mustache um, and stuff. Yeah, but you know, you know what? You know it'll hurt the Chiefs when Kelsey retires. Yeah, because that positional advantage. And I heard this on the Athletic. I didn't steal this, but they, you know they basically like Travis Kelsey's our wide receiver, and then everyone else is playing tight end because he's such a mismatch, right? And there's nothing there's nothing you can do with him. Like unless you have a 6 foot 4 220 pound corner that can run a 44, there is no one on this planet that can cover him. Mm. So, what do you do with that? But it does feel like half the time with Mahomes instead of try to cover him, it feels like he just runs like wide open into big areas of space. 
And but I will say you're right. There is going to be an adjustment period when he eventually retires of how are they going to transition into an offense that's not led by a Hall of Fame tight end. And you just have to hope that you catch him in that year where maybe their offense is a little inconsistent and you can beat them. But that's that's like the only chink in the armor you can think of right now. Is if and the problem is he probably can do what he's doing right now for two or three more years. That's what that's what I was just gonna say. I mean, it, you're not talking about next year or the year after. You know, it's a couple more years from that. Improved because um, one of the news pieces was Rich uh, Rich Gannon. I keep calling him Rich uh, uh, Jackoff Gannon. Uh, <laughs> it's his name. God damn it. I, uh, ba, 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 Jonathan Gannon. Jonathan, Jonathan, you piece of shit. Um, he's gone. Um, Anyone that's a defensive coordinator is going to be an improvement over him because he is a horrible defensive coordinator. Eight pro ball, eight pro ball players on that team, and uh, he couldn't find a way to 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 lose a Super Bowl where his team scored his offense. His team's offense scored the most points ever in a losing Super Bowl um, because he is that bad as a as a defensive coordinator. I um, saw and he gets burned repeatedly on the same play. You know, I was just going to say I saw a kid on TikTok showing what? Uh, I thought you were going to say out coach him. No, well no, but showing how their defensive coordinator calls the same plays and does the defensive plays the exact same way and he showed like a couple different games of doing the exact same thing that they did that the Chiefs took advantage of in the Super Bowl twice and scored off of them. And, and, and you're talking about just somebody that's on social media, figuring it out and showing it. So obviously other coaches are doing it too. Do you think though, when you say that he's going away, like you have that on the news, you say that he's going to be with Arizona. Do you think, is it more important to these guys to be a head coach on a team that is in a really bad position where they need a head coach? Or is it more important to stay with the team, like you said, Scott, where like the Chiefs are going to probably win a couple more of these? Would you rather be an offensive or defensive coordinator on a team that's probably going to go back to the Super Bowl or be a head coach on a team that really sucks and you could lose your job after a year? You're muted. You wouldn't be the, you wouldn't be the head coach. The head coach, you only get there's only 32 of those jobs, right? We talk about this all the time. There's only 32 of those jobs. Those 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 situations only come up once in a lifetime. We've seen people that have flamed out as head coaches go back, like Steve Spagnola. He flamed out as a head coach, but you know what? He is a fine def- defensive coordinator. Jim Schwartz flamed out as a head coach and went back to being a D coordinator. Right. And it happens all the time. I'm just saying to you, obviously there's the money situation, but I guess you're right. The prestige of being the head coach, but, but, but also a lot of people think getting the Super Bowls and doing, getting the rings and being in the Super Bowl is more important. Um, I don't know. I'm just asking, what do you think, Scott? Well, I'll say this. I think that there's a certain time and a place to where you take the jump. I think any of us, if someone came to us and said, we're going to take your salary and multiply it by five, yeah. you're going to consider it. Even if you're going to the absolute shittiest company and you're leaving a great company, you're going to think about, okay, maybe I should do that. Because here's the thing. If you've proven yourself as a coordinator, you can suck as a head coach, get fired, and come right back and coach the next year. Look right. at Nathaniel Hackett. Apparently, the Jets really wanted him. And apparently, they also wanted Todd Downing from the Titans, who both those are probably the two worst offensive coordinators in the league last year and uh, they hired both of them but the point is Nathaniel Hackett was an embarrassment got fired even before one season was up and he's landing on his feet as an offensive coordinator within four months of getting fired so 
it's almost like I can always go back. I might never be back with the Eagles, with Nick Sirianni and whatever, but like you feel like you can get that job back. I'll say this about Gannon. I saw the number where outside of Daniel Jones, the the starters that he faced this year of teams that were their starting quarterback from the beginning of the year he faced, I think he averaged, he gave up 33.6 points per yeah. game to those quarterbacks. So it was almost like anybody good he faced, he got shredded by. <laughs> right. And he's going to, I don't think people realize how bad the Arizona Cardinals are. Like they have the worst defensive talent in the league. They have JJ Watt who retired and he inherits a, a suicide contract with Kyler Murray. So mm. it's almost like he is, I don't want to say he's set up to fail, but it kind of feels like he took this job and this is the money grab. And then he's like, Good. well, two, two years ago, <laughs> two years from now, I'll be back on the, the defensive side coordinating. I mean, Brian Flores, remember when he got yeah. fired in Miami? Look, he apparently turned down the Cardinals job to be the defensive coordinator on the Vikings. So that just tells you yeah. he saw that job and was like, yeah. A guy that's suing the NFL, yeah, who he's lucky to get another head coaching job is like, nah, I'm good. I'll just go coach one of the worst defenses from last year in the Vikings because I like the situation better. So, yeah, so some of these guys volumes. make, yeah, some of these guys make that decision. Then I guess I, all I know, no matter what you and I are talking about, Shane is just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shane hates this guy. <laughs> I mean, you really no, no, do I mean, not like firm. him. <laughs> he's, he'll get a job, but it won't be as a defensive coordinator. It'll be like as a quality control assistant. Um, <laughs> That's about what he's good. Like Scott said, like against real offenses this year, uh-huh. he was terrible. He was absolutely terrible. Um, but what's great is that he's a defensive minded coach, right? So Arizona's got, let's see, how many pro bowlers on their defense? Oh, wait, none of them. Right. None. So that defense is going to be awful because you got a bad head, uh, defensive minded head coach um, with bad, uh, a bad defense, um, bad defensive players. So this is great for Kyler Murray. They are going to be losing games left and right, like 48 to 35, like 35 to 30. So he's going to have to be throwing all day to keep track um, or keep pace with the other team. So I love this for Kyler Murray. I love that. Besides the fact Gannon got out of Philadelphia, that's great. Him ending up in Arizona is great for Kyler Murray. So are you trying At least for to, the next two years until they fire him? Are you trying to grab Kyler? I mean, it would be kind of hard, anyways, in some of our leagues. The you know, the two quarterback leagues, it's probably hard to get him anyways, but I mean the market's down on him, but yeah, he's definitely a guy that I, that I want to buy. I wanted to buy anyway. So apparently, uh in the mock draft we did earlier tonight, he's five picks ahead of Deshaun Watson. So uh, that, oh. there's that. But no, I I do agree with Shane. The market on Kyler is a little down relative to the other elite quarterbacks. I think he's clearly in the the tier below them. So if you're in a startup and you're comfortable drafting Kyler, you can get him you could realistically do like a Deshaun Watson, Kyler Murray start potentially if you move around in the last couple spots of the first round, early second, you could get Kyler there. It's always fun right now. I mean, we're only in February. So, you know, a lot of people are rookie minded when they're talking about their drafts, but there are some leagues that are starting up as, you know, startup drafts. So we, we're going to probably talk about both of those things going forward in the next couple of weeks. Shane, do they say anything about who's going to be the defensive coordinator now for the Eagles? That are, are you so happy uh, that he's gone or, and who's going to be there? I don't care, but I believe it's Denard Wilson is the one that they were looking at. There what do you mean you don't care? I, I don't care because it's not him. So there's some rumors that it was Denard Wilson. Um, Lovey Smith, for some reason, really? was uh, bandied about. Well, he's a, he's, a, he's a good defensive coordinator. He's not a good head coach. He's got an excellent beard. Too. His beard is 
Um, I have a good. So I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Look, I, 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 from a fantasy perspective, I don't particularly want the Eagles' defense to be that good because I want Jalen Hurts to have to produce 350 yards a game. That is so interesting, though, to hear you say that. So you're telling me. You'd rather the Eagles do better for your fantasy team than the real Eagles do better to win a Super Bowl. Yeah. Well, again, I've talked about this before. <laughs> I love the Eagles, right? Uh-huh. But, uh, and I've said this exact quote before, but if they win, my dick doesn't get any bigger. <laughs> dick stays exact same size. Um, I still have to go to work the next day, whether they win or not. Um, and they don't send me a Super Bowl ring, a Lombardi trophy, or a check. But you know what? If I win in fantasy, no, my dick doesn't get bigger, but at least I get some money out of it and I get to brag and I get to pretend my dick is bigger. So, <laughs> yeah, no, I, uh, I was, if the Eagles went 0 and 17 and I won every one of my fantasy leagues, I'd be okay with that. Yeah, but that's different. Well, I, I mean, getting all the way to the Super Bowl. I, I no, wasn't no, no, thinking that, about that, that sucking that the whole Absolutely way. crushed me and killed my soul. But <laughs> exactly. I'm already dead inside. So, you know what I mean? Like, I'm most, I've been mostly dead inside for the last 15 years anyway. Oh, stop it's just, it. It's, it's picking off what's left at this point. You know? You're so full of shit. I, I I'll say this. <laughs> I'll say this about the Eagles and my team, uh-huh. I'm a Bengals fan, right? We are both in the same situation. We're going to have to pay our quarterback a shit ton of money. We're going to have a very good receiver that we're going to have to pay in two years. And you're going to lose players on defense. But I'm looking at things right now and saying – I don't even care about defensive players. Not not just for fantasy, but for the real NFL. The games come down to how do the refs blow the whistle? How often can you maybe have a team commit a penalty on like first down where you get them in third and long and they miraculously go three and out? But like you don't need this. The the new NFL is not let's dominate the other team on defense. Like that's not going to win. You know, I, my team needs to score thirty points to win the game, hmm. especially to win a championship. So I, I think it's almost the the idea of these teams hiring these defensive coordinators. And then, you know, we haven't talked about Lamar Jackson, but the Ravens apparently are going to go with the strategy of we we need everything except for the quarterback. And we're just going to p- try to play the cheapest quarterback possible. But we're going to have great linebackers and we're going to have great safeties and we're going to have multiple running backs and a great tight end, three good tight ends. But we don't need a quarterback. Maybe we don't need one of those, but it's not going to work. It's not going to work. We we talked about it a little bit last week, even though it was a Patreon only show. But uh, when is free agency? When does that start? Uh, I just looked at that today. Uh, the March. Camper period. Yeah. Yes, it's March the thirteenth, I believe. March thirteenth. Okay. March eighth. You have to name franchise tags, so we will get we will get some movement that week. So that's less than a month away. So, you know, we're, we're, it's (laughs) now, you know, Shane, I remember last year we talked about after when free agency started, like the day it started or a couple days before when, like they say tampering period, whatever, but people were already saying, this guy is going to sign here. This guy's going to sign here. And there was quite a few times where you and Jeremy, it said stuff like, oh, you lost your window of making a deal for this guy because now this is announced. So if we're three weeks out from that, say we are, is there anybody that you're thinking about right now that that window is still there that's going to close on the day of free agency? I mean, really, but he's already a free agent. Um, Carr. Yeah. um, Aaron Rodgers, even though it's not strictly due to free agency, Jimmy Garoppolo. 
like these are the guys that like you could still probably get hopefully cheap but as soon as they sign with someone or get traded and uh what's his name's pl- uh pl- place uh Aaron Rodgers uh case um their price is going to go up a little bit yeah well he's going to get traded I mean it's, it's just to wear right I'm just saying because like you were jumping all over people oh you missed your window you missed your window so I'm well, just I mean, saying look, with the three weeks now what what who's available in that between window? A window I mean, there's tons of people in your league but you so you should be looking at basically I mean I don't, I don't there's not really anyone that's that interesting to me on the free agent market this year um, I mean, all the running backs, right? The old running backs could end up being free agents if they get cut. Who knows? Joe Mixon, except that he's got a criminal offense that we've got to worry about. Alvin Kamara, except that he's got a suspension we got to worry about. <laughs> I mean, so like the free agent market's not really going to change much for me. Uh, what about you, not. Scott? What do you think, Scott? Yeah, I think the the, the two biggest moves that are going to, I think, change different offenses like it's going to impact the most players is obviously going to be Lamar Jackson like if Lamar Jackson is traded he's going probably to somewhere in the NFC probably the NFC South because apparently that was where everybody wanted the Deshaun Watson last year and that's the teams that probably have the cap space and or draft picks to get Lamar Jackson so we're talking Carolina Atlanta I mean that would change a bunch of stuff that would change all the Baltimore players that would change all the, the players on the team that he goes to I don't know if it would change his value a lot but I I am excited to see him with a different offensive coordinator with different players. Uh, but that's one. And then Aaron Rodgers too. I mean, Shane already mentioned Aaron Rodgers. If he goes to like the jets, all of a sudden you're going, okay, I'm more interested in Elijah Moore. I'm more interested in Corey Davis, Tyler Conklin. Like we've seen him elevate multiple secondary options before. So that would be a game changer as well. And then the rest of the pieces are going to fall into place. We're going to see Carr sign here soon. He can sign before everybody else because he's a, a free agent right now. So he may sign, you know, tomorrow with the Saints or, you know, tomorrow wherever it might be. And then it's just a cascade effect where the quarterback's going to land. I agree with Shane. The running backs are, I really don't give a shit. Yeah. There's going to be a bunch of bodies that just go to random places. And just because they sign a one year deal worth, you know, Miles Sanders signs a one-year, $4 million deal. I don't care where because, you know what, it's almost guaranteed there's going to be at least another guy, if not two guys, just as good to him in the backfield. Yeah. So running backs don't matter, and the receivers are weak. You're talking DJ Chark, Jacoby Myers, maybe <laughs> Juju. But, like, those are the best names. So I, I agree with Shane. We're not going to have a lot of, like, dynasty-significant players signing in free agency. It's going to be more of the cascade effect if – Jacoby Myers signs with your favorite team. How is somebody going to treat the wide receiver two or three already on the team? Like that's going to be the impact. It's not going to be the free agents themselves. So the big ones pretty much are just the quarterbacks where the quarterbacks are going to land and the Jimmy Garoppolo's and, and stuff like that too. I, I do think it's funny when you say that thing about the running backs, did you guys see that picture of um, Melvin Gordon holding the, the, yeah. the and and people wrote he's the guy that's in the group of four that gets an A plus when he didn't do anything on the project when the other three did it you know um, but it's true with that position but it's gonna be fun. I wanted to add this. Yeah, I wanted to add one comment. Ronald Jones uh-huh. has two Super Bowl rings and he has won a ring in two different conferences. <laughs> Ronald, how about that? It's pretty good. <laughs> Uh, well, I saw a tweet today. I should have put this on Twitter, but there's two quarter, two active quarterbacks. Uh, oh yes, right now that have uh, multiple Super Bowl Super Bowl rings. It's um, Jimmy Garoppolo and uh, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, Jimmy and Patrick Mahomes. Where where do you guys think Jimmy's going to land? 
Raiders. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, that feels like a good fit for him. He's, he was with Josh McDaniels in, um, uh, what do you call that place? Uh, that awful Boston place. <laughs> New, England Patriots. New England. New England. Yeah, that's where I've seen a lot. Uh, you know, I did see somebody talk about him coming down here to Tampa, you know, to replace Brady and stuff like that. But uh, I doubt he wants to do that. Tampa, I don't know what Tampa's going to do, but they are just like just stick a quarterback in there with Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, and uh, well, Leonard Fournette's probably moving on, but Godwin and Evans, you got a team in there that can still make another run. Yeah. So you're in on Kyle Trask. Love Kyle Trask. Oh God, he's so good, <laughs> dude. You got to be careful because people hear that. They only hear that soundbite you saying that, and then they go to grab Kyle Trask. You know, it's got to. People are. That, <laughs> Right. No, don't, don't don't grab Kyle Trask. He's terrible. It's got to be that like shot from Big Bang Theory where somebody's holding up a sarcasm sign behind your head. Um, so, did you have any other news on here? I mean, it looks like it's all like head coaching news and stuff. But oh well, yeah, I mean, and uh, I guess uh, no, no. You know, I, I did want to talk about this real quick. Uh, Scott has a crush on Anthony Richardson, right? Oh, and, um, does he now? Uh, <laughs> Now, this is a perfect confluence of events if it happens, but Todd McShay's draft, uh, mock draft just came out on uh, ESPN+. And I'll, I'll put this play out here on this show, too. If you have an ESPN Plus membership, go ahead and let me get the login information so I can read their um, half-decent articles on ESPN because <laughs> they, apparently you can't read any good articles on there without that. I will again. I will trade you. I have uh, logins to several different sites. No, you will not. You, we're, we're not trading logins. Do not listen to him. That is not happening. Yeah. Okay. So, like, if you like HBO Max, no, I got you. You're not doing um, that. People. Bunch of OnlyFans from Twitter, Paramount uh, Plus. Look, I got you. Anyway, no, but you Todd McShay's uh, had the Colts trading up to 101. <laughs> Anthony Richardson. So Anthony Richardson getting paired with Shane Steichen. Oh. That would be. Well, I'm going to turn it on Shane because Shane, we've already put the videos out on Dynasty Trades in 5, talking about the 102 and the 103. And Shane absolutely ripped me for taking Anthony Richardson 103. Mm -hmm. All of the followers in the chat ripped me for taking Anthony Richardson 103. But I have to, I have to ask Shane if it's Shane Steichen with the Colts and he goes at 101. Mm-hmm. Are you still taking him over Mr. Bryce Young, Mr. 5'9", 204 pounds, but 20 of that's just going to be donuts that he eats before the combine? I'm taking, I am taking Anthony Richardson, um, and I'm hoping also that Shane Steichen steals Brian Johnson from the Eagles, but that probably won't happen since he'll be the OC there. Um, yeah, I'm taking Shane Steichen because guess what? He just kind of – Jalen Hurts doesn't have the arm of Anthony Richardson, right? But he was – Inaccurate? Is that what I want to say? He was very inaccurate. So you're admitting that you would now move Anthony Richardson. Would you move him ahead of C.J. Stroud? No, no. Okay, so he's 103 then. Yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I'm okay. still taking C.J. Stroud over him. Um, but, yeah, if, the, if he goes to 101 with Shane Steichen, and I know you shouldn't let landing spot control that much of what you do, but that's I, I think it perfect matters. coach for him. That's it matters coach. with – I do think landing spot and more importantly, the coaching matters with the quarterbacks. I mean, yeah. look at, look at Justin Fields right now. It, every day I'm reading something about, well, the bears are maybe going to consider trading Justin Fields. I mean, Jason LaConfora, who's, I mean, he knows as much as we do in terms of like actual yeah. inside information, but he's even said like, there's multiple people in the NFL saying the bears are going to trade Justin Fields. And I'll say this after 
Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow's rookie year, did you hear one thing from their teams about how they may address the quarterback position? No. So why have the Bears not come out and just said, it's Justin Fields' team. We expect him to be here for the next 10 years. We're going to build around him. We're not drafting a quarterback. I get it. They have the number one pick. They don't want to rule it out so they can get the max in trade. But it kind of feels like everyone already sees that. So it just feels like they haven't committed to him like we're building around him. You know, it's like they're skating around it, which to me, I just read that as there are people in the building somewhere that are going, man, we could get a haul for this 101. But if there's a quarterback we really like and we pass and someone else drafts the next Deshaun Watson or Patrick Mahomes and we don't like Justin Fields and then he's not good, then what? All of us, are our, our jobs are done, you know? just feels like there's not full buy-in. And that, that's the difference of, you know, a staff that wants you versus the, the Bears' current staff didn't draft Justin Fields. They have no allegiance to him. They're going to try to make him work. But I need my quarterback to go somewhere where they're in line with the build of the roster and the build of the, the franchise. I, I think also, Shane, when you say the landing spot, you know, just look at what happened to us last year. I mean, leading up to the NFL draft, you were taking Malik Willis at 101. And that was only a week before the NFL draft even happened. And then. Yeah, but yeah, but that's draft capital as opposed to, to landing spot, really. It, it, like well, if he would have been drafted in the first round because it's a thousand percent different. If no. Okay, wait, uh, let me just finish my sentence. I hear what you're saying. What I'm saying to you is this is February and you're saying you don't know where the landing spot's going to be with the draft capital. You don't know any of that stuff where that person's going to land. I, know, I was so, just basing it off the mock draft, the Todd McShay mock draft. I'm saying if that happens, if that comes to fruition. If his mock go, draft, you're saying, comes yeah, to fruition. Yeah, if that comes to fruition where he ends up with the Colts. The Colts don't need to trade up the 101 to get him. If, if he ends up with the Colts, I'm moving him above Bryce Young. Okay. Unless, of course, unless, of course, he ends up with the Colts in the third round. Well, that's... Then, <laughs> then I'm off of him. All I'm trying to say is once the NFL draft happens, then you can definitely know <laughs> where they are. That's all. I'm just bringing it back to Malik. That's all I was trying to say. So, yeah, um, I got a Twitter bit. Uh, yeah. From uh, regarding Malik, right? And I've made this count myself. Good. Um, badly. And someone's noted on Twitter, it's uh, at Luck is Made FF, uh, Kyle Lindemann said, You guys got to quit with the Anthony Richardson, Malik Willis comps. One is six foot and played in Conference USA, the other is six foot five and played against SEC. They couldn't be more different. Um, and for what it's worth, like I do listen to the only real football pod I listen to is the athletic. Um, and they have a couple of different guys on there and they, they have stated that Malik Willis and Anthony Richardson are not remotely the same uh, creature. Anthony Richardson is a much better prospect. Yeah. Look, it's going to be fun. I always love this time of year when we get to talk about all these rookies and it's, you know, where they land, all that kind of, when is the combine? When do we have the combine? When does that start? Scott? It'll, Three weeks. It's actually, I believe it starts February 28th. So it will be going like as of right now in three weeks, it'll be basically over. So I was going to say it'll be over. Yeah. Cause today's already the 15th, two weeks. Yeah. Two weeks tomorrow, I believe is when it actually kicks off. And Uh so that weekend is going to be, you know, the, the thing they're changing up this year is the order. A lot of the drills are going to be done. And I do think the only bad thing about the quarterbacks is I was listening to, um, it was one of the, 
Actually, I don't think I don't even remember which one it was on. Oh, it's the Trevor Sycamore show. He has a new draft show. He used to be with the Draft Network. He has his own uh, draft show now. Yeah. He said he doesn't think any of the quarterbacks will do anything at the combine. They won't even throw. Oh wow! Really? He goes. Everyone thinks Anthony Richardson runs a four or five. Why would he run? Try to run? Yeah. Will Levis, he didn't go to the Senior Bowl, and everyone gave him shit for not going to the Senior Bowl, but he's still mocked in the top five. So hmm. why would he go out and throw when everyone still thinks he's going to go in the top five? So I think you see all these quarterbacks. Everybody has all four quarterbacks going in the top 10, top 15. Why would mm-hmm. they do anything mm. other than Bryce Young measuring? But I'm, I'm trying to figure out a way where he wants to weigh in so that he can show he's not 180 pounds. But how does he avoid getting measured? How does he avoid his height getting measured? Well, I mean, do you have to do both? Can you make I, me do both? Wouldn't it be obvious if he goes, I'm just getting on the care. scale? You're yeah, exactly. If he says he's not going to be measured, then you know why he's not going to he be measured. But he knows people are just trying to check off boxes, right? Like right. that's what a ton of teams are just like, all right, well, I'm not drafting him if he's under this weight. But if they don't know his height, they're just going to go, all right, I guess he's 5'8". But we definitely know he's 195 or 200 pounds, and he scales that 199 pounds, so I can draft him. Now. Are they allowed yeah, he to was do listed that? At, well, you yeah, you can do whatever you want. He was listed at 190, I believe, in college, and a lot of people said he played like at 180, 185, hmm. but he wants to be at 205 for the combine. So that's a lot of bad weight that you're going to gain in like two months, and anyone that's put on a lot of weight in a short period of time, you realize that you move differently when yeah. you have that extra like 25 pounds on you. So he may come in and weigh in at 205, and everyone's like, okay, he checked the weight box. Hey, Bryce, you want to go out there and like run? Nah, yeah. I'm good. You want to throw? Now it feels weird to throw with this big gut on me, so I'm not going to throw. So I think they're just going to pick what they want to do. If it doesn't help you, why Why would you do anything that doesn't help you? The, the running backs will test because I do think you have to kind of show, you know, because how many running backs are there, Shane? Like 20 of them all in the same tier? Like yeah. they, they do have to show something. But quarterbacks, tight ends, like Michael Mayer is another one. Everyone says he's not athletic, but he's already going to go in the first round. Why the hell would he run? Yeah. Exactly. Why would he show he's running a four eight when everyone's like, oh, well, if he runs a four seven, then he's a first round pick. Okay. I'm just not going to run and I'm yeah. going to still be a first round pick. So bye. yeah, a lot of guys are going to skip stuff. I think. <laughs> I like how Shane says bye. Well, I think there's going to be a lot of stuff coming up. Uh, look, we, we've been talking for almost an hour, so we're going to wrap this up and, uh, you know, Scott, I appreciate you jumping in for us with Jeremy tonight. Jeremy couldn't be here. He will be back next week. Um, we're going to be doing some mock drafts and and things coming up. And I know you're always with us. So I look forward to you jumping in with us when we do our mocks. Um, do you have anything coming up? I know you were talking about the other podcasts you do around the, the combine and all that stuff. Do you have any specials coming up or is it going to be your regular show or what are you going to be doing? No, not really. It's just twice a week, uh, two different podcasts. The the Destination Dynasty, I do do live streaming on YouTube every once in a while. So that's usually like Sunday nights. We'll do just a live stream Q&A. Uh, and then, then everything we do at Trades in 5, uh, pretty much weekly. Uh, we took a break this week because of Valentine's Day. Uh, <laughs> apparently, our, 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 our leader, Clay, had to make sure he saved his marriage. Uh, he's hung around Shane a lot and realized the outcome if he doesn't. So, oh, my God. Uh, we went, we're going uh, to, we're going Thursday instead of uh, Tuesdays. But yeah, usually yeah. every Tuesday night, we just do a live stream. So that's it. That's awesome. I love that what you said, Shane just immediately started shaking his head when you said it. Um, Shane, tell everybody. I mean, guys, well, yeah, <laughs> no, I, mean, look, I was ready to go. It. 
I was so ready to go and do a live stream on Valentine's Day. Of course you were. I can't because marriage, whatever. Look, I I had a lovely dinner on Tuesday by myself. I had chicken Alfredo with uh, a little bit of bacon in it and um, with some marinated something or another. I don't remember. It's a pre-cooked meal and I microwaved it. From Um, But still from giant but still i had i still had a nice meal so i didn't need anyone he could have live streamed with me you don't need a spouse oh, i knew that's what's Scott coming did roster reviews with me yeah during the day anyway. not at night right hey scott how many cats you have now it, it, it no it was at night i actually got the reprieve from my wife that oh was it valentine's day doesn't really matter that much uh, we uh you know good uh, Delivered, delivered some flowers the day before, and you know, it, it got me, it earned me the night to do some roster reviews. So, yes, and I do have five cats now. Yeah, to five. That's cool. How long have you been five married, cats. Scott? Uh, it'll be three years oh. in, in this upcoming October. So, time flies. Yeah, yeah. I'm up to 30. I just had my 30th in December, my 30th Damn, anniversary. <laughs> so, I know what you're talking about with the flowers and everything. So, Shane, tell everybody about our Patreon account. Uh, we got a patron account. Come join the patron account. Um, you get to hear about the date nights first. And, bad. <laughs> and for the patrons, I hope that most dates are bad because that makes for better content, to be quite honest with you, unless there's some truck stories involved. That's oh. a good, good ending and good content. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, come check out our patron. Join our patron. You get stuff. Cool. Hey, Scott, are you going to the, uh, the expo this year? Finish football expo? Yeah, I'll be there. It's uh, I don't know how long I'll be there. I, I think we're gonna do something with Destination Devi. Probably consider getting like a like a place to stay outside of Canton. Oh, cool! Just like as a group. But yeah, uh, yeah I plan to be there. And if not, I still drove up last year, obviously, just for the day. So I'll be there one way or the other. Awesome. Yeah, we're gonna be there too. Dynasty Trades HQ will be there. So check us all out. Um, check us out on social media at all of the Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, iTunes, Post. all that stuff. Mastodon, Mastodon, TikTok. Um, and uh, next week, Jeremy will be back. And uh, thanks for being here, Scott. Really. <laughs> Really appreciate it. Really appreciate it. And <laughs> say goodbye, everybody. <laughs> just, just say goodbye, Shane. Bye, Shane. Bye, Shane. <laughs> <laughs>